the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Welcome in. Another day, another dollar. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. This is a show dedicated to getting you your retirement. We take a look at what's happening every single day. Um, It seems a little bit not quite right when you put it that way. We're talking about retirement, which for many of us is 10, 20, 30 years away. And here I am talking about money each and every day when it should be more long-term. But I try to blend the two. The FDA has announced full approval for Pfizer COVID-19 vaccine for people under 16. I'm sorry, for people 16 and over. Um, So the FDA has approved the COVID-19 vaccine. You're starting to see, I've seen two universities now say, you've gotten into the college of your dreams, but you're not welcome unless you're vaccinated. And we will actually unenroll you. It's college is taking the lead. I can see both sides of the political spectrum here. And uh, let's just say Pfizer is going to make a lot of money. When you mandate a vaccine for the younger part of the culture, one that has said, I'll get the vaccine when it's fully vaccinated or I'll get the vaccine when it's fully approved, it opens a lot of future potential business. Um, with that out there, I should also warrant say, as a disclosure, I've had the vaccine and I believe in vaccines. So um, I don't mind that there's a profit angle involved, but I do see both sides of the political spectrum where some people would probably not much care for that. So reports the FDA give the Pfizer-BioNTech approval were widely known over the weekend. New York Times, I don't want to say they leaked the story, but they well-documented the story that it was coming. Barron's has a investment magazine that comes out every weekend. That's typically when I grab it on Friday afternoon, Saturday morning. Is You want to flip through it? I still like the paper version. I know that makes me an old man, but digital's okay, but I do like the paper. Um, so Barron's had a cover and sometimes my industry gets a little wackadoodle when they're like, are the financial magazines covers bullish or bearish? Like is the stock market dead is typically the time to buy. Um, and the headlines on the top of a magazine cover when it's like, will the Dow triple this year typically is what you should sell. It's just one of those things that media gets it wrong and it's become 
something that we can talk about, but I wouldn't do much more than that. So Barron's cover story talked about the appeal of Google, Apple, Microsoft, Amazon, and Facebook. Um, I own most of those names. And I would say consult a broker advisor before they action on any stocks ever mentioned on the show. It is perplexing, their valuations. It is, they are so high that years from now we could look back and say, why would anyone ever have paid for that kind of company? At the same time, we've never seen earnings as high and as rich and as deep. So that one's a, that's getting the, if it's on the cover of Barron's in a bullish way, in a positive way, that maybe we already all know that kind of mentality and we should be careful. A little bit of rebound action in the Nikkei and the Shanghai Composite. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen is advocating for Jerome Powell to be renominated as the Fed chair. His current term ends in February. That is a little political because we know that Donald Trump appointed Jerome Powell. And I think the media portrayed the Jerome Powell hiring as Trump went for the person that was most likely to do him the best favors, um, which I can see both sides of that political argument. I think that's my phrase that pays today. Like if I were to name my podcast, Rob can see both sides of the political argument as my way of dodging what I feel about it. So Jerome Powell, there's a little bit of an uncertainty there. Will he leave or not? Big story this morning is Uber and Lyft and DoorDash. They're all down 2 to 4% this morning because of Proposition 22 is being struck down. And ultimately what the judge is saying is you can't tell future bodies of the legislature in California that they can't quantify a company that they can't say, oh, that is more of an employee-type situation, and this one's more of a contract lawyer. This is not meant, this judge is not meant, in theory, to hurt Uber, Lyft, and DoorDash. His writing, his ruling, was about future companies and how state legislatures could deal with them and label them. As written now, they if a company wants to say their contract, their contract. And I think it was too broadly to too broadly laid down. And I think that scope's getting tightened. I've got a brother who's a judge, and we talked a little bit about it this weekend. And uh, I don't know if you've ever talked to a lawyer before. It's interesting when they start talking about, if you try to get them to talk about like contract law in the NFL, you're like, I wanted a fun conversation. It turns into this like procedural. Um, so that's out there. The House of Representatives is back from its recess, and reports suggest moderate and progressive Democrats are not on the same page as far as the infrastructure bill goes. Democrats are not on the same page, and this just reminds me of, man, don't you kind of feel bad for presidents when they get in with power, and then their their own party works against them? I'm not saying I feel bad for a president. That's kind of a weird thing to say. But uh, Democrats have typically, I feel like I'm going into politics. It's going to be an election year next year. And a lot of what happens the rest of this year will be about positioning for campaign ads next year. 
I am the best moderate. I'm the best liberal. I'm the best conservative. Here's how I voted last year to protect all those views, right? Big story today. Right Nobody ever in. told me that politics was going to be so much fun. <laughs> Not for me. Uh, Free Guy outpaced a key box office metric. It added another $18.8 million to its domestic tally. It became one of the very first movies since the pandemic and since we've been welcomed back into theaters that had a little bit more staying power. Um, it dropped about 34% from its opening. Previous movies dropped 50 to 60% since the pandemic. And this is telling me that things are kind of trying to get back to normal in the theater world. Kind of like that positive story. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Got a lot of great downloadables there. Check them out. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. Portions of our programming are brought to you by our good friends at Provident Credit Union. With 21 Bay Area locations to serve you and your banking needs, visit ProvidenceCU.org. Now back to Rob Black and your money with your host, Rob Black, on the Bay Area's business leader, AM 1220 KDOW. Doing a radio show, podcast, dedicated to getting to your retirement be kind of tricky at times. My first podcast was named 2020, or my first broadcast was 2020 Insight. I was trying to figure out, like, the stock detective or the dividend detective. You try to come up with all these cutesy names that you could associate a financial show with liking to the popularity of people. It... It can get stupid at times, how we overthink things. One of the things I'm dedicated to on this show is that stock detective angle, teaching you how to see things. If you look at your credit card, you can see an investment portfolio. You may see that you've got a big amount of your budget going to restaurants or a big amount of your budget going to a car. Teslas are very overpriced vehicles, and a lot of people have them in the Bay Area. And I wonder if we lived in a world where we designed something cheaper and gave that extra money to charity if the world would be a better place. Nah. You know, I told you one of my kids' friends, his father got a $250,000 McLaren. Two years later, he is going through a very nasty divorce. He will get the car out of it, I'm sure, because he's in love with that thing. But it shows you a relationship with things can be kind of put us in a financially compromising scenario. This weekend, I was driving on 280. And as you drive on the 280, you notice a couple reservoirs when you go up and down, up and down the coast of California. And you take a look over and you're like, oh boy, this drought's bad. And then you're like, what month is it? We're not even in October, and I look over and I, it's like it's dry like this. It's not dry like this hair, but it's the lowest level I've ever seen. And the sugar booger, the spouse goes, "Yeah." Um, she starts talking about how Israel's got desalination. The nation is in a desert, and there's not enough water, so they have to take salt water and turn it into drinkable water. And we start talking about the investment of that angle. And I'm like, oh, it's the weekend. Do I have to talk investments? 
but I think that's a theme. The wildfire and droughts in California and the crazy sheer number of people moving to California and how that puts pressure on our water table and how it puts pressure on how much water is available to consume and to play with and to give to farmers. Would I invest in desalination? I would strongly consider it because I think it's a theme. It's not going to go away. It's going to play out. When I first got into this industry 25 years ago, I looked at a lot of census data. And one of the things that you know struck everyone pretty loud and clear 25 years ago is that the baby boomers in America were retiring at a rapid pace that was going to start putting pressure on Social Security. And it was going to start putting pressure on Medicaid budgets. Uh, because we saw like every second five more baby boomers retire and tomorrow it'll be a 6.2. And we saw dumb things like that. So people panicked about Social Security and they t- freaked out about the, you know, the three-legged stools of government and how we're over underfunding big over-obligation kind of scenarios. I looked at this, let's buy some pharmaceutical companies. I didn't look at the negative of the Social Security, that statistic of boomers retiring at a fast rate. Just I looked at my mom and dad who were taking pills pretty regularly at that point of their life, 58 years old. And very rarely, like if you call your mother or father, my radio producer today is uh, going through some family issues with an aging parent. His alternate substitute radio producer today, his mother is aging, (coughs) aging in place, aging gracefully. I don't know. Most of America doesn't age gracefully, and that's why I I do this show. I want your retirement to be as graceful and wonderful as possible. But I see a lot of people in mobile homes. I see a lot of people who they abuse their health and they lose their teeth. They abuse their health and they lose a limb due to diabetes. Um, I see a lot of it. I see more of that than success only because I'm looking for it. But the theme of people and baby boomers retiring to me, taking more pharmaceuticals. If you know anyone in their seventies, are you taking more, ask them, are you taking more pills today than you did in your sixties? I have to think the answer is yes. And for me as a relatively young man in this story, I would go to the pharmacist and pick up some pills. Um, As Elvis once said, I got the creeping crud. (laughs) No, that's not true. That's not true of him or me. But when I go pick up pills, the pharmacist is like, okay, what other pills are you taking? Because I want to make sure there's no interactions. It's never been a deal for me. I'm usually only taking one pill at a time for two weeks and I'm done. As long as the burning and the itching has gone, I'm good. But when you're a senior and you're like my mom was last year, she was taking 10 to 12 pills a day. She, one of the reasons she went into the home was she was losing her mind because she wasn't on the right amount of medications and they were interacting with each other. So aging stinks. And then you get these teeny, tiny, teeny, tiny little pills and you get these old shaking hands. So I invested in the theme on pharmaceuticals. I could invest in a theme. I'm not invested in a theme on desalination at this point in time. I let EP Wealth choose my themes, which gives me more chance to talk about anything I want to talk about on our radio. But what themes do you believe in? Um, Take a look at your credit card. 
you'll see a lot of Amazon there. I think why not invest in it if that's where you're spending? David Lynch talks about how his daughters went to malls and gave them ideas to invest. Whatever stores they were going into, he was, he was like, I'm going to invest in the publicly traded version of that company. It's cute. Cute idea, but I don't know how real he was being. And um, I like themes. One of the themes that I look at on a regular basis are the demographics of the models. The kids who are between 18 and 35 spend more money than the kids between 35 and 70. So I can invest in those themes just by looking for them. I think theme investing, eh, I don't want to give it too much credit. I'm Rob Black. You can talk all things financial on the show. Find me online at robblackshow.com. That's Rob Black Show. I'm on all social media under Rob Black Show. Talk to you soon. Listen to Rob Black on the Bay Area Radio Waves. That would be on AM 1220 KDOW, Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Or on Radio.com, Smart Speakers, and the KDOW Radio app. Portions of our programming are brought to you by our good friends at Provident Credit Union. With 21 Bay Area locations to serve you and your banking needs. Now, back to Rob Black and your money with your host, Rob Black. On the Bay Area's business leader, AM 1220 KDOW. In the last segment, I was talking about desalination as investment theme. And I'm okay with themes. I think more Americans are playing video games and it's a theme. I certainly invest in that theme. I think more commerce is being done online. I invest in that theme. I've got an Apple phone that I've had for three years. I used to get a new one every two years on the dot, like kind of thing. And this phone now is busted, <laughs> like not in a good way. Camera just over the weekend, in the little glass around the camera lens, the Gorilla Glass. Um... It's punctured now, so it looks like it's uh, missing an eye patch or something. It's just weird. I'm good with investing in themes. I'm slowing down on my tech consumption as I get older. When I, in the past, had a busted screen, I'd be like, i got to go get a different one. Because when I go to the gym later today and the, the lady next to me in the equipment is looking at me, I don't want her to see a busted machine. Weird, right? So one of the investment themes I talked about was desalination and how California's reservoirs are running low and there's drought and drought and drought and drought and drought and drought. And like, that's all we've been hearing about for the last five years. I'm hoping, and this is my weather hope, that we get into an El Nino and we get like 45 days of biblical rain. I want to see someone build an ark. I want this drought to go away. But if it doesn't, we talk about desalination potentially as an investment. It's very, very expensive, and a very small fraction of desalinated water taking salt out of it is consumed by humans. But I told you as a theme now that I said you know you're gonna have to do a lot of research, and some themes are easier to research than others. For instance, video games. I can, if I were to name all the video game investment ideas, I'd start with Nvidia. I'd go to AMD. They make the graphics cards. I'd go to Microsoft and Sony. They make the consoles. Then they've been buying companies, uh, the studios, who make the content. So the big players there, as far as distribution go, are Activision, Electronic Arts, Microsoft, and Sony. Most of the titles get distributed through them. And then you start running out of ideas. Take-Two Interactive is a good one. They make Grand Theft Auto, which... Uh, 
they have an eight-year-old version of the game, Grand Theft Auto V, and it's doing quite well. That would be like going to see the movie Titanic for eight years in a row. You'd be like, I bet that made a lot of money staying in theaters for eight straight years. I remember growing up that at one point in time, Raiders of the Lost Ark was in movie theaters for like eight months. It, it basically had the record for the longest amount of time in a movie theater where people are still seeing it. So I'm really, really good with the idea of investing themes. I wanted to add a little bit more on DC animation just to show you like what you don't know or what I don't know. I'm not going to speak for you. You might be an expert on it, but there's like membrane distillation and wave power desalination and multiple effect desalination and multi-stage flask distillation and vacuum distillation and natural evaporation. And then there's solar distillation. And like I'm like, whoa, I didn't know there's so many forms and methods for getting salt out of salt water. All I can tell you is I look at the drought and I think that could be a good investment idea. And then I instantly really realize I need a science degree to play in this field. Or I'm going to have to find someone who's way smarter than me and pick the ideas. Because reverse osmosis to me, I, I can't explain it. <laughs> I know someone's going to drop me an email explaining it in like really simple terms. Good for you. Jerk. So that's out there today. I started my first hour today with the market numbers for the year. And I like to do it on Mondays. I don't know why. But the Nasdaq's up 14.1% for the year. The S&P 500's up 18.2%. The Dow's up 147 Bitcoin's up 73%, sitting at $50,000. I like doing that rundown once a week. But if you notice, I haven't talked about what's happening on the markets today. Now, last week was of note because we had four down days. One day was low. Next day was a lower low, then a lower low, and a lower, 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 lower low. And then we started to bounce back. I think I can sum up five or six days that way, but it's really tough to say, okay, and I'm going to do it just for the sake of doing it now. I'm going to take a look at the market numbers for the first time of the day. I know that we were trending higher overnight, but I didn't look for the first hour. I don't feel like I need to. I feel if I when I needed to do that, I, I was more of a trader. Does that make sense? Um, stocks and oil prices rebound from the most recent losses. NASDAQ's up 173 and Dow's up 239. The SP 500 is up 36. They're all up half of 1% to 1.1%. It's a good day. We started strong and we've gotten stronger. And that's as far as I'm going to take that analysis because it's just one day. U.S. regulators have given full approval for Pfizer COVID 19 vaccine. Um, I've seen two universities say they will unenroll your child if they don't have the vaccine when they go back to school. That seems a bit harsh, but it also seems they can do that if they want kind of attitude. And I'm sure across the political divide, some people will call them socialists and some people will call them, you know, health fanatics. And some people will say, well, that's smart. They have hospitals there. So I, I get it. I, I it's politically charged. Existing home sales for the second straight month rose. Um, I, I have a home that is about to go on the market, and it's ridiculous what I paid versus what one person has offered me in a private transaction. Um, it's ridiculous, the difference. 
Uh, and that's one of the things about investing that's fascinating. Socially speaking, the distance between what you get and what you want, it can be dramatic. Existing home sales rose 2% to a seasonally adjusted 5.99 million units in July. Housing market went through a big swing during COVID-19 when the, once the economy reopened. The sector now seems to be settling down. Before the pandemic, we had about 5.5 million homes sold. And right now, we're at about 5.9 million. This is a sign that the COVID-induced housing boom could be slowing. Home builder confidence tumbled to a 13-month low in July. That's an interesting one, home builder confidence. Unlike consumer confidence, I give consumer confidence almost no credibility. But when you're talking about the people who make the homes, they have to have confidence that they can sell them before they swing hammers and start buying the lumber and labor to put them all together. Lower-end home sales are not clicking as much as upper-end sales. Sales for homes priced hundred dollars to $250,000 were down 28% year-over-year, while sales of homes between five hundred dollars and $750,000 up 32%. Sales of homes between seven hundred and fifty and a million were up fifty three percent. So there's action in the high end. That is a telling sign as well. Disney, interestingly, is doing something very uninteresting. I love talking about Disney. It's an easy company to talk about. Um, Free Guy was a movie that they acquired when they acquired the Fox uh, media company. So Disney bought a big company like Fox. They got a lot of assets, and a lot of them I don't think anyone realized was going to be as big as it is. Free Guy looks like it could be a big, big, big franchise for Disney going forward. Maybe to the tunes of a Star Wars? Probably not as far as uh, swag. But they can make a lot of movies. Ryan Reynolds is likable, and he'll draw future crowds. But Target's going to add 100-plus new Disney store locations by the end of 2021. Target's going to expand basically what's kind of a store inside of a store. It's kind of a win-win for both companies. When Target gets you in because you want to go buy your new Disney goods, you also might buy a T-shirt and some underwear and some socks and your groceries at Target. Like, one-stop shopping is kind of attractive. Target said it's going to expand its Disney stores inside of Target's. And again, you've seen them. They're kind of like little kiosks. It's it's how modern retail is working. When you go into a Best Buy and you see an Apple store and you see a Samsung store and you see a Magnolia store, those are all concepts of getting people in. Um, partnerships are important. Macy's has a partnership with Toys R Us. Macy's has huge amounts of retail space. They can sublet some of that to smaller concepts like Toys R Us during the holiday period, and both companies are big winners. So you're seeing that more and more. Um, And it's not a bad idea. So Starbucks inside of uh, Safeway, it makes total sense, right? You're going to be pushing a grocery cart around for 40 minutes or 30 minutes, picking up food. Starbucks could set up the location, make it look like a Starbucks, train the employee on the Starbucks level, and roll from there. So you're going to see more Disney Reyes and Last Dragon Star Wars-themed items in Targets, because a store inside of a store is a thing. 
I'm Rob. It's like a message in a bottle. No, it's a store inside of a store. Find me at Rob Black Show on any social media. It's Rob Black Show. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. Money, investing, and more. Name of the game here. Big headline stories of the day is the FDA could get full or did get full approval for the Pfizer-BioNTech COVID vaccine. Big bullish story in Barron's about the strength of Apple, Microsoft, Amazon, Alphabet, and Facebook. Those stocks have been leaders for much of the bull market. And as they get bigger and bigger and bigger, it begs the question of the bigger they are, the harder they fall, or the bigger they are, the harder they are to regulate. Uber and Lyft are under some heat today, along with DoorDash, following news that a California judge struck down Proposition 22, which had enabled these companies ultimately to avoid having to account for drivers as employees. An appeal of the ruling is going to be made. Um, that's one of those stories that just, yeah, you start getting talking unions, you start talking to employers, you start talking to employees and contractors, and is he really an employee if he can take Christmas Eve off and not be told that he has to work Christmas Eve? Like, you do kind of see it's it's sticky. It's been an interesting part of what's come out of COVID is that Uber and Lyft drivers are in high demand. The fares now are feel like they're higher than taxis, right? And once the appeal was that these companies were a lot more efficient because taxi companies had to pay the cab drivers' employees, whereas Uber and Lyft didn't have to pay that extra Social Security and some of those extra costs that come along with having employees. And then you get into California law where you have to clock in and clock out and you have to take breaks. And uh, it's not easy to say this isn't complicated, it's easy to say it is. But I can assure you one thing here is that Uber, Lyft, and they will figure out a way, either around it or through appeal. And they've already started funding a big ballot initiative for Massachusetts because Massachusetts is trying to make it, and that's interesting that I bring that up. Uh, but California was the first to say these guys could be contractors. Now California is striking down that law that proposition saying it was unconstitutional and that future legislatures have to have the right to look at a business and figure out if it's employee-driven or can it be truly uh, to allow lesser protections for contract employees. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about money investing and more. The Pfizer approval is interesting today because organizations may feel empowered to introduce vaccine requirements when they've hesitated before. Uh, can't hide behind the fact that it's not approved. You can't use the word, well, it's just experimental, in theory. And the whole process of getting full approval is about looking at the data over a six-month period of time and not two months. And it's also about more extensively looking at the factories that the stuff is produced in to make sure that they're not pumping bleach into your arm. I know it seems like a weird thought, but you got to go with it. Um, 
31-year-old crypto mogul, guy named Justin Sun, just spent $611,000 to buy Etherrock NFT. It's basically clip art. And when I say that, I'm not saying it in a good way. It's clip art of a rock. So it's a gray rock. It's got a couple different colors of gray. There's two brilliant-looking solar flares on it. But a 31-year-old man just spent $611,000 to buy a JPEG, essentially, a picture. Um, Now, for him, it's like buying a baseball card for you. If I were to say I've got, who is the guy, Cyrus Honus or Wagner Cyrus or, I don't know, one of the Cyruses is a big baseball card, one of the original dudes who ran the bases. get the baseball card thing the cryptocurrency i get the non-fungible tokens i do not get um i'm looking at the picture of what he just bought now he's the owner of it that just doesn't make a lot of sense to me so nft deaths have been largely predicted when you see a guy like Rob Gronkowski, and he's a tight end in the NFL, he's kind of considered a larger-than-life personality. When you see him win the Super Bowl and say, I'm going to come up with five NFTs and sell them, he's kind of saying, well, screw you, bubble guard business and collectibles. This is going to be a different type. It's going to be digital. It's going to be pictures of digital me in all my glory. But marketplaces now for non-fungible tokens. Digital art is the way I'm going to describe it in the segment. One of them just pulled in over a billion in monthly trading volume. Um, Last year at this time, no, no, in January, a website called OpenSea, OpenSea, had 300 registered users. Now they've got 26,000 people who are looking for digital art. Um. If you went to a great graphic art studio, there's one that I can think of. Penn State has got a great graphic art artist group, and they only graduate like 20 per year. Like they want that label to be solid. Like if you say you went to the Penn State University of Graphic Design, it'd probably be a pretty good time to be a graphic designer right now with NFTs. Just throwing that out there for you. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.